Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specialising in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specialising in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. This week, we are talking about the difference between confidence and self-belief because we know this comes up a lot for people and it's quite hard to know the difference and why it matters and also what you can do to improve both. We know that this is a real hot topic for our clients. It comes up a lot and for a lot of the groups that we're in as well, people are always talking about things that have knocked their confidence, areas that they're lacking confidence and we thought it's time to, to talk about this, explore it, break it down and really get under the skin of it because I always think confidence can be like a real mask to actually what is going on underneath. So before we get into it, let's just talk about some of the situations and some of the things that have come up for our clients because I think that'll be key for people to go yeah that's the situation I'm in or yeah I've been there so what would you say the most common situation is there are a few scenarios where this often crops up and I think probably the reason that we see it and we notice it is because it often takes people by surprise because this is something that I see very often when clients have been promoted and there's this element where they feel like initially, yes, I've got the promotion or I've got the job and I've now got my head of role or my director role or what have you. And then they get into the job and then things happen. And these are some of the examples that we've seen. So it might be that they get personality based feedback. And we've talked in previous episodes about people are terrible at giving feedback and at a senior level, it comes with a territory. You will receive feedback often from all sides and from people who are busy and people who perhaps don't take the care and attention to think about how they deliver it. There's often struggles with internal politics. So when you get to a more senior level, the way that decisions are made is often very different. And I think there's also that element of how do you create, if you like, your leadership brand and reputation at that more senior level how do you get other people to buy into you and there's that element as well sometimes of people undermining you whether again whether that's you go new into a business and somebody doesn't take to you or whether it's a result of perhaps some of those internal politics I know that we've both seen that situation where someone that's either at your level or more senior then undermines you and I think all of those kinds of situations and more can result in people questioning themselves, feeling that their confidence has dipped and struggling with, my, my confidence has just gone missing in action. Like I, I felt if six months ago, I felt on top of the world or, 
a year ago, people sometimes struggle with it for a very long time before they take action. And I think that's another thing people feel like they they just have to carry on going, but there are solutions. So I think that's why for us, these types of examples stand out because once you understand it, why it's happening, then you can make the choice about how you want to tackle it. Yeah, definitely. Because it is so hard when you're in that situation. And especially if you feel alone in that situation and you just need to power on and get over it and everything will work out and it doesn't. Sometimes it gets worse and sometimes you can feel even worse and feel like your confidence has been knocked even more. I remember back at the start of my career when someone said when I actually asked someone actually what are these office politics that everyone talks about (laughs) and they just laughed probably when I think back quite an evil little laugh and as soon as I was in that senior leadership position then all of those office politics that I was wondering about yeah they were right there and it was really difficult to get a grip of them to understand what was going on to know how to position myself and it does it it can really knock your confidence and really make you doubt yourself as well and I think that's the thing isn't it because you doubt yourself you lack confidence it's it's almost like that downward spiral or that cycle that you can't get out of but I think one thing that we probably should do on the podcast is define the difference between confidence and that inner self-belief because they often go hand in hand but I think they are quite different, aren't they? They are. And this, with clients that I've worked with one-to-one, this has sometimes been a real light bulb moment when people understand and separate the two and recognize that maybe where they thought they needed to do some work or where they thought they needed something to change was perhaps not exactly what it was. Yeah, and and that's the thing, isn't it? In terms of defining confidence, what would be your definition of confidence? So the way I describe it when I'm working with clients is that your confidence is a situational, temporary thing. And in any given situation, your level of confidence is essentially your expectation about whether or not there'll be a positive outcome. So you will have a level of confidence in whether or not you can deliver this project on time. You will have a level of confidence if you approach a particular conversation about whether you can make sure that you get the outcome that you want from that conversation. So for me, confidence is, on the one hand, it can be relatively easy to grow because broadly speaking, confidence typically grows from taking action because when you take action, you have experience and when you have the experience you learn and when you learn you can then refine and improve your skill set and then you can get better at whatever that thing is so confidence for me is situational and kind of surface level really it's based on your own your brain's kind of internal calibration of based on the evidence up to this point what's the expectation that i have of a positive outcome or not And that means it can also be quite fragile. So you can feel quite confident going. So a presentation is one I always use as an example for this. You go into a presentation, you feel quite confident. You feel like, yeah, I'm okay at this. I'm prepared. I'm ready to go. And then maybe somebody tears it to shreds. And then your confidence takes a dive because it didn't go with 
the positive way that you expected it to go. So your confidence level can fluctuate quite dramatically as a result of the changing evidence that is presented to your brain over quite a short time frame. Yeah, that's a really good way of looking at it as well, isn't it? Just knowing that it, it will fluctuate and that's completely normal for it to do that, depending on the situations that you find yourself in. But just to find self-belief for us as well, because I think once we fully understand the differences, then we can really unpack what people need to do in order to build up both. Yeah, so for me, self-belief is often what people are actually referring to when they say that they're struggling with their confidence. So a lot of my clients will actually be quite confident that they have the subject matter expertise and the ability to deliver a lot within their role. Where they might actually be struggling is at more of that deeper level where they might have doubts about their overall capacity, their overall potential to be able to handle all of the challenges that life and this role and their career is throwing at them. So for me, self-belief is that kind of deeper foundation, if you like, that other things are then built on. And it's that more so than a situational expectation of a positive outcome, it's about whether you trust yourself to be able to handle the overall level of challenge that you're being exposed to. Yeah, and that's a really good point, isn't it, around trusting yourself? Because I think we forget, don't we? We get so wrapped up in the day-to-day and what's going on that it's that lower level, at that like internal level. Are we trusting ourselves? I think that's a really good point to me. So why does it matter then if you lack self-belief? So I suppose like now we've defined both of them and we've got a better understanding of the differences because I think most of the time you put them together, don't you, as one of the same, but actually the way you explain it, they're quite different and I suppose in some ways complement each other as well. What is the what is the real problem then with lacking that self-belief? Why does it matter? So I think there's a few reasons and I think First, if I take two of the key ones. So first of all, I think there's an element of where you lack self-belief, then you often will also lack confidence because what you'll seek to do if you lack self-belief is to avoid situations where you lack confidence because that something going badly so that example I gave of the presentation and it not going well if you lack self-belief and you go into a presentation and it doesn't go well it reinforces that deeper level of doubt so it can make you avoid doing things that are opportunities to stretch and grow and I think the other thing on almost the, the other side of the coin is when you lack self-belief, you also then can be overly swayed by external validation. So for me, self-belief is that bedrock of you believe in yourself, you believe you're okay, you will back yourself to be able to handle challenges. And if that's missing, 
then there's a real kind of dopamine hit and a quick fix that can be sought by behaviors that will get you validation from other people. And a lot of those behaviors are or can be, whether in the shorter term or longer term, quite damaging. So it can be things like people pleasing and trying to do what you think will get you the positive validation from somebody else. It can be overstepping your own boundaries and working your ass off to try and prove yourself because when you struggle for it yourself, you really want from other people that recognition to reinforce something positive. And it's almost those things only really touch the surface level. They don't go to that kind of deeper level, but in seeking them, you can create patterns of behavior that are unsustainable, unhealthy, unhelpful, and actually don't address the fundamental issue of that lack of self-belief anyway. Yeah, it's a really interesting one, that, isn't it? Because that it, there's that real difference, isn't there, between having that inner belief that you know what you're doing and then needing that external validation. And there's a real fine line, isn't there, with that? Because if you're constantly needing to get that external validation, it's like, why do you need that? Why don't you have the self-belief? Why don't you know that, that you're great at what you're doing? And why do you need that? And I suppose there are questions that you can ask yourself when you find yourself in that situation. Like, why do I need this validation? Do I need it? I think sometimes it can be a real habit that you get yourself into where you're just going through that cycle and you're constantly looking for that validation, looking for those nice comments, looking for people to give you a pat on the back and things like that. But do you actually need it? And if you do, what do you need it for? And what is sitting underneath that? I think they're really key things, aren't they, to start exploring and unpacking for yourself? Because I think once you start doing that, like that really for me in the past when I've done that myself and I've, I've asked myself why do I need somebody to tell me it's great or that I'm doing a good job why don't I believe that myself and when you do break it down there are other things that sit underneath that and it's almost that self-awareness to know where your limitations are to know what you need support with and to actually make sure that you go out there and you get that support to make sure it's in your personal development plan, whether the company is good or bad, helping you create a personal development plan or helping you to maintain one. You should be doing that yourself, shouldn't you? I firmly believe that you shouldn't wait for the company to do appraisals and personal development plans. I think you should be doing them yourself anyway, because that's the only way that you'll learn and grow through doing that reflection. Yeah. And I think the thing is that it's hard work often. If you are finding that your self-belief is not where it ideally should be and you've fallen into some of those patterns of behavior where you're seeking it elsewhere, then it's hard because if you, like I say, you then will sometimes avoid those situations that could reinforce some of those doubts that you have. So you might avoid asking for feedback. You might avoid putting yourself in situations that could stretch you and grow you and provide you with a challenge. Because if you fail, then you reinforce a belief that you're a failure. If you do it and it doesn't go well, you reinforce a belief that you're not good enough. And this is often some of the work that I really like to do with clients early on when they first get promoted into a senior leadership role, 
because it can really be a trigger for rocking the degree or for testing it in a way that perhaps a, a less senior role hasn't exposed that degree of test to the level of self-belief that you've got. And you're absolutely right on the importance of that kind of ownership. And that's our slogan of take ownership of your career. But it is, it's hard work to do that work. And it's easier, I think, to try and look for quick fix solutions. And also when it's confidence rather than self-belief, then confidence is, because it's situational, because it's context specific, it kind of points to a solution more easily. So if you're doing a PDP and your issue is about confidence with presentations, okay, I can request and go on a presentation skills course and I can help to build that skill and I can improve at that. If you are more struggling for your fundamental level of self-belief, it's more generalized. And how often have we talked about specificity? We can even say the word now. We've said it that often. And so that that kind of self-belief foundation, if that's not there, is harder to address. But it's more important to address because the consequences have such far-reaching ramifications for the kind of trajectory of your longer-term career. Yeah, definitely. And I, I love the work that you do with the with the first 90 days stuff because I do feel like back at the start of my career, if there'd have been somebody that I could have worked with to really understand me and make that impact in those first 90 days, I feel like I did fast track through my career, but I feel like I could have done it with a stronger foundation. It's we, we just we're just expected to know all of this stuff, aren't we? And what I love most about the work that you do is it just really allows people to put themselves in the frame for those opportunities that ordinarily they would let pass them by because they're not quite at that stage yet or they need to do a little bit more before they do that or they need a little bit more experience in the role before they find their voice and all of that kind of stuff and I feel if you can almost front load all of that stuff and make that impact within the business but also within your own confidence and self-belief levels like if you can do that early on in any role you're setting off on those really strong foundations and it just makes such a difference or it will make such a difference if you think about every time you start a new role you're on shaky ground aren't you you're so excited you go in you get the buyer's remorse is like what we've talked about before. You go right off the top of that roller coaster. You come straight back down. You know, there's all of the snakes and the snipers that you deal with. There's so much that goes on. So just having that space to unravel it all and create them strong foundations, I think, is I would advise that for everyone. And it's an ongoing practice. It's not something that you do that once and it's done. It's more about that ongoing mental fitness for facing the challenges that inevitably come with more senior roles. So it's not a case of you can just do it once and hurrah, I've built my self-belief and now it's all fine. There will be things that will impact it along the way. And so it is an, it is an ongoing practice that I always advise that people build the strategies to be able to m- understand and manage their own level of self-belief and that's such a helpful thing that most people do not have (laughs) to set them up for success in their leadership roles yeah and I suppose people listening to this would probably be thinking like where do I start with building 
my own self-belief. If you're listening to this and resonating with any of this, you're probably thinking, what can I do? So what would be your top tips on building self-belief? So I've got four questions that I think people can use as reflection questions, journal prompts, however you, you like to think of it. And the first one is your identity. What do you believe about yourself? And asking yourself that question can sometimes bring up some really surprising answers. So I would always encourage people with this kind of an exercise to do it where you're relaxed to handwrite rather than try and type or to maybe use a voice recorder on your phone that will transcribe. But just to ask yourself a question of what do I believe about myself? And when you do that and you look back over, so just literally just don't think about what you're writing or producing or saying. Don't self, don't edit as you're doing it, but just say what comes to mind. When you go back to it, often what people experience is they'll see things that they're like, God, do I? Do, do I believe that? What? And you'll find things that are surprising that your subconscious will churn out if you just let go of trying to be in that kind of rational, conscious place of thought. So then when you look back over it, there are three other questions that you can then use. One is, which of those beliefs help you? So which do you want to reinforce? Which do you want to remind yourself of? Which are helpful? Then which of those beliefs might hinder you? And that could be now or longer term. What on there do you think either is not helpful to you now or maybe hasn't been helpful to you and that's where you are struggling with your self-belief or what might be a hindrance for the career progression that you want? And then the final one is what helpful beliefs do you want to choose to build? Because a belief is basically a thought habit. It's a thought that you've thought often enough that the way that your brain works, your neural pathway has fired and wired, and you've now created that as a belief. You can create new beliefs, but it takes attention. It takes repetition. It takes that decision to create a more helpful belief. And it can start really simply with what are some of those more helpful beliefs that I'm going to choose to build? And I think this is the, the kind of stuff that can be really powerful if you're working with a coach. And I'm sure people that are listening and that have worked with coaches will recognize some of these questions and will have been asked them. And I think they can be really powerful when you're working with a coach, but actually you can start really simply with asking yourself those questions, giving yourself some time and space and just seeing what comes up and starting to to work from there. Yeah, that's brilliant. And I think with those questions, like those questions, you can check in with yourself on a regular basis with those questions, especially if there's if there's times where you, you're having a bit of a wobble or even if there's times where you're feeling really happy and really high on life and everything's going well, it's always good, isn't it, to, to ask yourself those questions so you can almost get those things straight in your mind and build on them or work out ways in order to, to overcome anything that is coming up negatively for you. So hopefully you found this episode really useful, especially if you've been struggling with your confidence levels recently. And if there's anybody that you can share it with to help them with their confidence, then please do that. 
And don't forget to let us know if there's any topics that you'd like us to cover. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcast platforms. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Exciting news from us. If you're an ambitious leader or manager earning 50k or more and you're ready to take your career to the next level, we have an opportunity for you. Introducing Catalyst Career Club, your secret weapon for unlocking career success. As a member, you'll get access to monthly live training sessions, exclusive job opportunities, and the ability to get personalized advice from us on your toughest career challenges. We've helped thousands of driven leaders like you secure significant pay rises, land dream roles, and thrive in their careers. And now we want to support you in achieving your most ambitious career goals too. Membership is just $6.99 per month with no contract or tie-in. And as a special bonus for being our podcast listeners, you can use the code podcast at checkout to get your first month for just £1. Head over to PamelaLangan.com forward slash Catalyst Career Club to sign up now and we'll see you inside.